And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Sports Association podcast. Solo pod again today. Uh, Tommy wasn't at any really any of the games. I get off of work late. Uh, so we're going with another solo pod today. Just going to be me talking about the league, you know, just the same, the same thing. I have a lot of different opinions about a lot of different teams after this week. Um, I think a lot of teams are putting together consistent performances that kind of, I'm not going to say solve my doubts about them, but they definitely are like when you play a certain way for five, five weeks or four weeks, five games, six games, that is who you are. So I got to. I got to respect that, and um, I'm going to talk about who I think each team is right now and what I think they need to do to kind of get over the hump, get better, or just continue doing what they're doing for a couple teams at the top. But uh, yeah, this is going to be a week four recap, a week five preview. Um, Very excited. This was a really good week of football. We had a lot of really good games. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily that many close on the scoreboard, but just... Highly competitive play after play, guys making a lot of plays out there, offenses and defenses both. Um, I would like to see the flag pulling be a little bit better, but that's just a league, a, a commissioner's league preference. All right, let's get started. First game of the day, nine o'clock a.m. was the Bills versus the Cowboys. Uh, this was a matchup of two guys, Dan and Douglas, who uh, have known each other for a long time, played a lot of football together. Uh, we're in the trenches together in high school football, and I knew that they were both going to be amped up for this game, but only one team really came to play. Uh, the Bills kind of were in control of this game throughout. Defense was holding the Cowboys' offense to just not a lot of positive plays. Um, they did have a huge one-headed catch by Liam Casey that kind of on a third down that kind of uh, – really gave them some life offensively. They ended up scoring that drive, making it 14-7. But the Bills never flinched. They came right back down. They didn't score right before the half, and they scored right after the half to make it 20-7. to um, And they didn't look back. And then later in the second half, maybe like 10 minutes left, 11 minutes left, Dan uh, falls face first into the into the turf, con- gets a, what we thought was a concussion. He sat out the rest of that game. Um yeah, he, he 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 wasn't the same after that. Um, he he had to like be held back to the sideline, and it was a tough scene. Hated seeing hate seeing quarterbacks go down. Hate seeing anyone in the league go down. But when a team's quarterback goes down, then cast a lot of doubt about what their offensive ability is going to be for the rest of the game. They had Liam play a little quarterback, um, and they also had Isaiah Copes play some quarterback. Um, yeah, with guys like that playing quarterback, no offense to them, they're good. They're both great athletes, but you're just you're not quarterbacks, and it's tough. But the Bills' defense did a really good job up until that point of controlling the game and really putting a lot of pressure on Dan with their very good defensive line of Douglas, Mike Kalka, and a guy who's probably near the top, if not at the top, of sacks in the league, Rhett Crystal. Um, that the Bills are a really good team. They stand at four and one, and they're a team that's just gonna grind you out, play good defense force you to really execute well on offense if you're going to move the football. 
Um, and they got good athletes. We said the question mark for them probably coming into the year was, are there fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks that were going to end up being the athletes on their team, the receivers and the DBs? Are they going to be able to step up and make plays with guys who were drafted in the first couple rounds? And so far, Russo, Cam Crooms, Joe Denoya, um, Nick, uh, Joe Venti, they're getting the job done. And they're, they're providing good outlets for Sobes. Sobes is doing a good job running the football. Uh, Douglas Great off the line. And Sobes, as we all know, is great at extending plays, especially if you're going to be lazy in your flag grabbing. Um, he, he's a great quarterback. He keeps getting better and more comfortable, I think, each week. And I said it at the draft. This was a great team for him. He just had to go out there and play quarterback. He didn't have to think about being captain. He didn't have to think about really like what to do because he has a lot of guys in, on that team that have high IQ, played a lot of football, played a lot of flag football. So I like this Bills team a lot. And they're, we'll talk about my power rankings later, but they are definitely amongst the top. Um, as for the Cowboys, Dan just needs to kind of the, – the whole offense needs to improve. The offensive line I don't think is doing a great job of giving him time to throw. He's a little off target on the deep ball as of late. Um, and I just think he needs to get a little better in the league for his offense to start moving the ball. They haven't really scored a lot of points the last few weeks. Um they haven't really connected on many deep shots in the last few weeks, which was in the beginning of the year was kind of how they were scoring. And if you're hitting on those plays, there's no problem with that being your offense. But when you're not hitting on those plays and you're going three now and you're punting the football or you're going for it on fourth down and you're um, putting other teams in a good position to score if you don't convert on fourth down, it, it, it's tough. The defense has played pretty well. I thought they've definitely gotten stops and given their offense chances, but just hasn't worked for their offense the last few weeks. They have a bye coming up this week. I'm trying to give Dan a little time to get healthy um, so that their season doesn't go to the shitter. But they have four games left. They're two and four. Um, and they're probably going to have to win at least two, if not three, of those last four games to make the playoffs. Probably two. I'm not going to say five wins. You won't get in top ten. So um, with that being said, though, they stand in 10th place right now at two and four. So... They are currently out of the playoff picture, but with a bye this week, hopefully they get healthy and they'll be able to make a late season push in the last two weeks. Uh, Cowboys, uh, Bills win this game 28-14. to In the other 9 o'clock game, you have the Raiders versus the Chargers. The Raiders win this game 19-7. to um, Second straight week that the Chargers offense hasn't really been able to get going. They scored seven points versus the Oilers and now score seven points in another game against the Raiders. Who... Ha- yeah, the way they're playing right now, I think they have the best defense in the league. There are a lot of te- I think there are a couple teams that can um like stake that claim and like be confident in staking that claim as one of the best defenses in the league or the best defense I should say. Um, but I think the way the Raiders are playing right now, they're definitely I think they them and the Steelers um and even the Chargers I think are two three of the best defenses in the league right now. I could be missing others. Um, Oilers have a good defense as well. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I, but I think the Raiders, I think their flag pulling is one of the best in the league. Um, I think that they do a really good job communicating the secondary. Dariel has been a beast at defensive back. Dwan, a very good safety, long, rangy, can make a lot of plays, can cover a lot of ground. Uh, Ace, we don't have to talk about one of the best flag pullers in the league, one of the best flag pullers I know. Uh, and Ray Cofano getting that constant pressure and, putting pressure on the offense to make quick decisions, that kind of puts your DBs in a better position to make plays because they know the ball either has to come out quick because Ray's going to get good pressure or uh, if if he doesn't miss, hopefully someone is there to clean it up. So 
their defense works hand in hand. It starts with the pass rush and it helps when you have a very experienced secondary. Chris doesn't even play a lot of defense for this team and Chris is a really good defender. So, um, or doesn't play a lot of defense for this team. He definitely gets snaps, but he's on the sideline a lot on defense. Uh, they have a lot, they have really good depth. I don't think they have any bad players on their team. Um, I'm pretty sure our last round pick was Colin Thompson and he plays a lot for them. He's a good player. He's gotten better each season. Um, very excited about how far this team can go. I think this is by far Hogreef's best team, and that's no slight to his other teams in the past. But I think this team, like we talked about at the draft recap, great chemistry, want to play together, play great together, and they always come with a really good energy and a really good vibe about them, which just enhances your play. So um, I'm all in on the Raiders team right now. As you can clearly see, they moved up my power ranking substantially from last week. Oh, I need those so I can see where people move to, throw them out. Um, uh, but yeah, I really like this Raiders team. And in this game, I know I just I just garbled them for two minutes. Um, let's talk about the game. In this game, the Raiders defense did exactly what I talked about. Ray got a lot of pressure. Collis uh, made some really good throws, um, but weren't able to be hauled in by his receivers for multitude of reasons, but I didn't think Kyle's played a bad game. I think he was under a lot of pressure. Uh, he did get the ball out quick a lot to Ray, who I thought had a lot, who was uh, really involved in the offense this week and his, uh, after missing the previous week versus the Oilers. He was a big impact player on both sides of the ball for them in both their games. Uh, th- their defense does a really good job of causing pressure. Um, the Chargers I'm talking about, does a good job of causing pressure. They put a lot of heat on Chris in the game, but Chris was getting rid of the ball fast, and the couple of times that he was able to really make guys miss and make big plays happen, he connected on big scores. He connected on a touchdown to Dariel um, off a huge, of a crazy in the backfield making defenders miss and then throwing a deep ball, absolute dime dropper uh, to the back of the end zone. Dariel made a great catch. Um, they scored on a couple, two long drives, and... I was talking to the Raiders after the game and they felt like they could have scored more points. And I said, well, you played a really good defense. So you can't expect to score every time you get into the red zone. And the Chargers have a great defense. They pre- their line causes pressure. Um, they collapse the pocket well. But Chris did a good job of handling it. Uh, his receivers made plays for him and he used his legs once again. And his legs have been the reason why the Raiders offense has kind of been able to move when, um, I'm not going to say they've been stuck in the mud because they have not been stuck in the mud at all outside of week one. But he throws to his lineman and he runs. And although people may not like that style, that style moves the football and wins games. So um, I'm very excited about this Raiders team. As for the Chargers, this is two straight games where you were only scoring seven points. You're not going to win a game doing that, although you did almost win the previous week, um, only scoring seven points. But it, college has got to get the offense going. I really got nothing more to say. They, I think they move the ball decently well. I think they're not punting very often, but they're just not converting inside the 25. And we talk about that being the Achilles heel of a lot of really good teams in this league, uh, just not being able to score. But I think that that ability to score inside the 15 consistently is what separates the good teams from the great teams. Um, you could be really good at moving the ball and getting that first, first down, but what can you do when you need to score in four plays? So, uh, I just think the offense needs to get a little more consistent inside the 25. And defense, honestly, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm really not worried about your defense at all. You held team, you've held teams to very minimal points all season. We'll talk about that in the second game as well, holding the Steelers to uh, not many, not, not a lot of points. So um, I'm not worried about the Chargers. I do have them significantly moved down in my power rankings because I just feel that you need to be able to consistently put up more than seven points after putting up not a lot of points on the last three games. I got to move you down because of the offense. 
um, and also who you've beat and who you haven't. Um, yeah, so the Raiders win this game 19-7. to I like both these teams still, but I am a little worried about the Chargers' ability to score when getting in the red zone. Uh, Kyle is probably more d- direct direct runs. feel like we got a little bit away from that this, this week because teams maybe weren't just putting as much pressure on you. But um, definitely get back to your run game if you haven't already. All right, we'll talk about the Chargers' next game, which was against the Steelers. The Steelers win this game 20-19. to Um... Yeah, this was a, we talked about how this game, whenever it happened, was going to be a super physical game, and it definitely lived up to the billing. The Steelers, I think both teams took turns winning the line of scrimmage. There were times where the pressure, the the Steelers' O-line held up in pass protection. There was times where it broke down in pass protection, and vice versa for the Chargers as well. For the Chargers as well. Um, great game, 20-19 final. Steelers, really just a really good team. They communicate amazingly on defense. They have the top quarterback in the league, um, and they have a lot of really fast, speedy receivers. And another guy like Laguna, not afraid, not, I'm not going to say not afraid, but very willing to throw, dump the ball off to his lineman and have him make plays. Kev Morris is amongst the league leaders in catches and yards. Um, he's just a safety, a safety blanket off the line. Laguna usually gets a lot of time to throw because he's a really good offensive line. Kev, his brother Joey, uh, Lebo. But uh, they the, the, the defensive line for the Chargers is going to cause pressure throughout a game regardless of who you have because they just have the athletes and the big bodies to push the pocket back. Um, Steelers probably for the first time all year struggled to score. Uh, this was their lowest point total of the season. Um, a little surprising. Chargers playing the second game of their back-to-back. Steelers playing in the first game of their day. Um, it was, um, what was I going to say? I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Uh, it was good to see the Chargers bounce back though in a big way by even after the two touchdown loss, you come back against who we, uh, many people have as the number one team in the league currently and play a very competitive game and nearly come out on top. Um, that's why I had no problem with this Chargers team, and I'm not too worried about them. It's just the offense, once again. 19 points. You can win a game scoring 19 points. It definitely Teams have definitely made a living in this league, playing really good defense and only winning scoring less than 20. But it's just not a natural recipe for um, success. You need, to, you need to put more points on the board. I'm not going to harp on the Chargers team to put more points on the board. They know they need to do that. Kyle knows that. Um, but this is the first time uh, Steelers struggled. But listen, good, great teams overcome adversity. They stuck with it. Their defense stuck to it. Lou, Jelani, Dave, the uh, Laguna brothers on the line. They just cause a lot of havoc. They force a lot of bad throws. Um, they force you to overthink sometimes as a quarterback. And they had to win this game on defense. So uh, kudos to them showing that they're able to win any type of game, a, a shootout or uh, a nitty-gritty defensive battle. The Steelers, I'll keep touting them each week until they give me a reason not to. They're the best team in the league right now. They're 5-0, and the lone undefeated. And um, they've gone through a lot of really good teams. They beat the Chiefs 4-2. and two. They beat the Chargers, who were probably better than 2-3, and three, but they're 2-3. and three. They beat the Vite. They beat me, who 3-3. Three and three. Um, And they also beat... And they beat the Lions. But um, they have a lot of top wins. They still got to play the Raiders. The game's happening this week, so... Uh, We'll see the number one team and uh, surprisingly maybe the number two team in my power rankings, the Raiders, face off this week. Uh, Steelers win this game 20-19. 
I'm not worried about either team. Steelers riding high. Chargers just need to figure out a little more offense. All right. Other 10 o'clock game was the Raiders versus the Cowboys. And with Dan Anarella playing concussed and then realizing it wasn't in his best interest to continue playing, um, the Raiders take full control, full control, full uh, advantage of the opportunity playing a team with an injured slash not quarterback playing quarterback. And they win this game 36-0. Uh, like I said, the Raiders come with a different energy every time they play. They're out there having fun. They're out there playing a win, obviously. And they've done a lot of it this season. Their defense, once again, was on full... Great defense, once again, was on full display. Um, flag grabs, pulling Isaiah, Isaiah Cope's flag, which has made a lot of guys miss it over his time playing flag football. Um, they did a good job on offense outside of one drive where they got stopped on a fourth down. They scored in all their drives. Um, Darielle had a huge touchdown. Coat they, they they drew up a behind the back pass for a touchdown to Cody. Ace had a pick. Ray had a safe sack. Maybe it was a safety. I don't remember. Um, but they just continue to play elite defense. They shut out, win 36 nothing, they give up seven. They win the day uh 55 to 7. Big day for the Raiders in their point differential for sure. Very excited about their defense, only allowing seven points. And uh, they're locked in, man. They're locked in. They they came in. I, I, I guess I was talking not as respectively as I should about them prior to this week. And they were definitely uh, asking for their flowers this week. And I definitely gave it to them. I'm giving it to them right now. They're an elite team. And they have a lot of really good – they have potential to go really far in this playoff uh, – for the rest of the season into the playoffs. Um. As for the Cowboys, like I said in the earlier recap, get healthy on the bye. Um, don't worry about the past failures. There's four games left in the season. Work on going one and zero each week for four weeks. If Dan's back healthy, I'm not. I'm I'm confident in your team. Dan's a good quarterback. So you need to figure out on offense a little bit. Kind of get away from things that work from time to time. So. Um, yeah, stick with what you know and keep playing. Raiders win this game 36-0. Absolute beatdown. They had full control of this game from start to finish. All right. Uh, 11 o'clock game was Vikings versus Dolphins. Vikings win 34-7. Uh, Vikings get their second straight win in blowout fashion. We've won the last two weeks 66-14, to so I'm feeling better about my defense, even though we have played against two of the three teams at the bottom of the standings. It has to start somewhere. So I like where we're heading. We're heading in the right direction. Offense moving the ball well. Um, just need to continue to do the little things right, and we'll be in a good spot to, at the end of the season. In this game, started off poorly for the Dolphins. Uh, snap that goes over Negron's head for a safe or for a touchdown where my team probably should not have been rewarded seven points or six points because they played, I don't even know what they did, they played patty cake with the football before actually grabbing it. Three of my, all three of my linemen were on top of the ball and no one could actually grab the football. Um, it was a weird play, but it ended up being a touchdown for us and we never really looked back from that spot. They had a safety, their next offensive play. Then we scored, and then before you knew it, it was 26-0 or 20-0. Then they scored a touchdown. We went 34-7. The Dolphins have not been a good story this year. They sit at 0-6 after their two losses this week. Just not a lot of attendance. Lost a lot of players early. Um, weren't able to permanently really replace them with anybody that I was able to find that I thought would be good enough. Um, 
yeah, Negron's got to figure it out, man. This team's got to figure it out. Did not do a good job protecting him. I thought in the second game they did a better job. In the first game, they just didn't do a good job protecting him and really putting him in position to be successful. Negron wasn't great with his accuracy in this one. Um, took him a while to really get going. I don't know. I, the Dolphins, they're just, not, they're just not a good team right now. They're not a good team. They're not moving the ball well offensively. They didn't really move the ball outside of a penalty-filled drive against us. My offense without Dylan and Pip, Zach Charest, three touchdowns with the hat trick. Um, Q moved the ball a little bit for us offensively as well, and I ran the ball a little. Tried to get my offensive line more involved. Um, I think that's going to be a key for us going forward, getting our offensive line more involved in the passing game like a lot of the top teams do. I've kind of gotten away from that over the years because our defenses have usually been really good. Not saying our defense isn't good, but just we're still a work in progress, I think. Um, but I think we're going to keep getting better. We got a couple tests this week. Um, big week for us. We're three and three. We're sitting in the middle of the standings. Need to just continue doing the little things right, like I said before, and we'll put ourselves in a good position to win. Uh, we get the win 34-7 in this game. It wasn't really much of a contest. We kind of controlled the game from the start with more because of the Dolphins' mistakes more than us doing things extremely well. We moved the ball fine, but like we weren't the re- like we were not the reason that we were up nine nothing. We didn't really do much. So we win this game. I'm not putting too much stock into this win, but winning and taking care of business is part of being a good team. So I think we're heading in the right direction. Other eleven o'clock game was the Steelers playing in their second game of the day against the Jaguars uh, by Trevor Garland coming off the bye, I believe. Um, yeah, this was a game. I didn't see a lot of it cause I was playing and I'm not going to lie. I didn't really watch the film much outside of the first half of it. Um, the Jaguars are another team that defensively they're able to push the pocket and create pressure on the quarterback and they do a good job with that. But in this game, uh, Laguna was kind of just able to navigate that well, got the ball out, made some plays in the secondary, ran the ball a lot. Um, there were a couple big plays in this game. One nullified a touchdown from the Jaguars for a penalty of some sort. Um, we'll get that sorted out, but that's not the reason the Steelers won this game. The Steelers are an amazing team. They scored 33 points, which is more than enough. And they held the team to 20. Um, they're a really good team. They do a lot of really good things. Well, Oh, I'm sorry. They do a lot of things really well. Um, and they have really shorthanded receivers, Charlie, uh, Jelani, Lou, who's having a big season with Laguna, um, Konish, who's just has been an absolute monster, going to be in the running for Rookie of the Year, um, with a bunch of guys on that Steelers team who are going to be in the running for Rookie of the Year in awards. Uh, this is a, another complete team from top to bottom. They do not have any weaknesses. Um, they are great. One, they are very good. One through ten. Um, the Jaguars, on the other hand, this is I believe three straight losses since starting two and zero. Or this was their second loss. I, I'll evade to them losing their other game on the doubleheader. So the Jaguars sit at 2-3 and three now. After two wins start the season, we had them pretty high in our power rankings after week one. Uh, haven't been able to get the job done. I don't think they've um, played in a one-score game since... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. They lost to the Cowboys by one score. But losing both these games today by multiple scores... Um, they got to get the offense moving. I think the off, they're an offense also that moves the ball pretty well, but then gets stuck inside the 25. Um, he's doing a good job getting Liam the ball. Chris Johnson having a great season again. Um, but they're sitting at two and three. They're not playing great defense. They allowed 30 plus points in both of the games they played on this day. Um, and they had an hour break in between two of their games. So I'm going to talk a little down the Jaguars right now. I'm a little disappointed by uh, 
how their season has gone. Um, I thought the U beer pickup for Ty Pierce was a big pickup for them, helping them on the offensive line, but just hasn't done the job. Doesn't have doesn't hasn't done enough for them, I guess, offensively to really get the offense like fully there and consistently scoring and putting the ball in the end zone from inside the twenty. I'm not gonna say I'm out on them because they have so many players that I really like and guys that have been successful in this league. But two and three, five weeks to go. Got to fi- uh, five games to go. Got to figure it out. Um, got to start putting the ball in the end zone and got to start keeping guys out of the end zone because allowing 30 plus points is not going to be a recipe for success for winning in this league. So I think that if the Jaguars are going to get back on track, it starts with um, better play call. I'm just going to say better play calling or better execution, we'll call it, inside the 20 and better red zone defense. Don't allow teams to get big, big gains and get first downs inside the 20. And you'll put yourself in good position to win. These are guys that have all been success- successful in this league. A couple champions. Um, a lot of guys who have playoff experience. But they got to they gotta get the ship rolling on offense. Because defensively, offensively and defensively, I'll say. Got to do a better job of uh, completing sacks. I feel like I've seen some missed fly grabs in the backfield. Start doing the little things right. And you'll put yourself in good position to win. Steelers, like I've said, amazing team, top team in the power rankings for me, and they will continue to be one of the top teams in the power rankings for me until someone dethrones them from the top. All right, other, no, we did both 11 o'clock games. We are on to the 12 o'clock games, the Lions versus the Dolphins. Uh, This was a day that I I didn't pick the Lions to go uh, 2-0 in these games. I did pick them to win in this game against the Dolphins because I felt they were a better team than the Dolphins, and they proved that in this win. They win 29-13. Vin Gargano got going in this game. Uh, Jimmy Fly, another big game for him uh, in the receiving game. And I thought Leota just did a much better job of getting rid of the football and actually just being decisive and confident in his, in his throws. Um, they moved the ball offensively well, even after the early pick by Jordan Jackson to kind of get the day going. He had a pretty good day, I thought, for the Dolphins. If there was a bright spot of the day for them, it was probably him. Dolphins were playing with a bunch of subs. Lions playing with basically their full team. And it looked pretty good. Hardigan, Dean, um, played well on the line. I thought Vin and Jimmy Flott did good uh, receiving and also playing defense. I thought they, this was a, these were complete team wins. Dean Romantini interception in this game as well. Um, they did a good job uh, moving the football. They got inside the 20, 20 almost every drive. Um, and I know it's against the Dolphins who are 0-6 right now, but it's got to start somewhere, and you got to get your first win somewhere. And they get their first win. This is a team that I've talked about multiple times that could easily be 3-3 three and three right now. They lost two games the first two weeks in games in which they led, um, but they came up short in both those games, gave up leads. In this game, they were finally able to uh, close the door on a team, put a team to bed, and win this game 29-13. to 13. Vin had two or three touchdowns. Flott had a good game receiving. Um, I'm blanking. Giant Light had a nice game. This is just, it was a good win for the Lions. They needed, they needed this one to get off the get off the schneid, get see the ball go through the basket, as my hoopers would say. Um, now they got their first one on the season. They had a lot more confidence going into their second game. Uh, I'm going to talk more about them in their second game because I thought that was a better game to talk about, especially because I saw the entire thing. But they were able to get their confidence up in this game and get the win, move to 1-4. and four. Um they needed to go 2-0 and on this day, I thought, and I kept telling them this was your 2-0 and day if there was ever a time. Um, but they only got their, fir- they got their first win. We'll talk about their second game in a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, I don't really got much to say about the Dolphins. They're a team that lacks attendance. They've lacked offensive consistency. And defensively, they're just not locked in on pulling flags and being aggressive and being good on defense. So until that happens, I'm not really sure where they're going to go with this team. All right. Other 10 o'clock, uh, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock game was the Oilers versus the Bengals. The Oilers, led by Mikey Gargano and Jarrock, win this game 21-12. Jarrock, two touchdowns on the day. First one on a long play, which is a defensive breakdown by the Bengals, led to a long touchdown by Jarrock. And then another play where I believe there was a lateral involved. Jarrock ran the last 25 yards for a touchdown. Um, pretty sloppy offensive game from both sides. If we're being honest, defense has played much better than the offenses in this game. Um, Connor Mullen playing quarterback for the Bengals for the, for, uh, the second time this season. They, they move the ball. Okay. At times, but it wasn't always the prettiest, uh, offensive line. I thought needed to do a better job protecting for him. Uh, he was, I thought he was decisive, not always with the best decisions, but he didn't play a bad game. They, I know they only scored 12 points, but, um, they were creative on offense. He was running the ball a little bit. Um, they just they they just couldn't couldn't put the ball in, in in the end zone. The Oilers have a really good team defense as well, led by uh, Mikey Markell, Steve Cirillo, uh, Caleb Hunt on that defensive line with Matt Hughes is always a great player and always plays great. I know the Oilers. They weren't really happy with how they played against the Chargers the week before. I know they pulled out the win, but they weren't like winning that game twelve seven and only scoring two offensive touchdowns in the game. You're never happy about that. Um, offense didn't play that much better, but with Jarrock playing receiver, and I learned this playing with him when I was on the Raiders. He's a weapon, regardless of what you think about Jarrock as a player. When he gets the ball in his hands in the secondary where there's not as many bodies and he's able to really get out in space and move, he's still got it like that. I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit here and cap and say that he doesn't have it because he ran away from the cops twice in this game, uh, found the end zone, had a great debt, had a great game. I told him it looked like the old Jarrock. He said just a little bit. I said, yeah, the old Jarrock was probably moving a little bit faster, but Jarrock uh, was still moving. He's able to create separation. He's able to catch that two-step slant and take it to the house. He has that ability. He also is very good at making guys miss. He has that dip move where if he gets around the dip, keeps his puts his hand on the floor, gets keeps himself up, he's very quick at accelerating with the ball in his hands. So this is a weapon that the Oilers and Mike Gargano for sure need to use to their full advantage. Um, as for the Bengals, not sure what Sam Allen's health is going into next week. Connor Mullen is a more than capable quarterback, but I love seeing that team at full strength with Sam at quarterback with the three of them on the outside because... It's really just to pick your poison at that point with the three. And this week with just Keanu, no Jake, no Matt Marola. I'm not going to say it's a Mickey Mouse win or a, a loss not to take into consideration, but the Bengals were for sure playing a man down. They had to play with a uh, – no, no, they had seven exactly. Um, but for only having seven and missing your top two picks and not being able to get – top two picks and your quarterback, they played really they, – they played well. Their defense made a lot of plays. Outside those two long touchdowns, only held them to one score. So I'm not down on the Bengals, but this is now three straight losses for them as well after a 2-0 and start. So just, you know, got to clean it up. Got to get a little better. Got to get back to full strength. And for the Bengals, which I didn't see coming, attendance. I need. They, I don't think they've had a full team one time this season. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm surprised a little bit at that because I just felt like, like you look at their team, had a lot of guys that are usually at every game, usually make most of the game. So... Um, I know that guys were playing on missing this week for sure. A couple guys for the season, but 
hopefully we see this team in full attendance. It'd be a shame if we go almost the entire season without seeing the Bengals at full attendance one time and really seeing what they're about when they got their full squad there and healthy. So hope Sam plays next week. Not worried if Connor has to play quarterback again. Just would love to see that three-headed monster out of receiver with Sam playing quarterback because I think it's, a, it's just as dangerous. Um, Oilers win this game 21-12. Oilers two straight wins after a one and two start. And not really worried about them going forward. All right. Sorry. Need to catch my breath. All right. (coughs) All right. All right. I lost my notes. Okay. (coughs) Very good game to talk about. 49ers versus the Lions. <coughs> Suroff missed the week before. His offense put up 47 points or 35 points. Ran like 14 offensive plays against the Dolphins, beat them 47 nothing. Suroff immediately asked his chat, Does should I play quarterback or should Augie? His team obviously tells him you're playing quarterback, you're the quarterback or the captain. Um But early on in this game, not saying he wasn't moving the ball, just the Lions were confident. And they were in this game. It was 14-14 for a pretty long time in the end of the first half to the beginning of the second half, in the middle of the second half. Niners moving the ball well. Lions moving the ball well. Dean had a huge pick six for off a tip pass. Uh, Lions did a really good job at tipping passes at the line at, like when they were in Suroff's hand or coming right out and not touching him. Um, they caused a couple of incomplete passes and the, the pick six off of this. Dean with a huge day had to play offensive, has to play offensive line and then also play corner. Not an easy task. Thought he did a really good job. Uh, flipped the kind of flipped the game on its head. Kind of had the Lions really going. Um, but the Niners they were up twenty seven twenty, and they go for two. And I love the call because if you don't get it, you're still up seven. If you do get it, it's a two possession game. And they went for it, and Suroff hits, I think, Simpkins in the back of the end zone for a two-point conversion, puts them up nine. The Lions come down and score, make the extra point, and now they're down 29-27. And with just under two minutes to go, Lions using their timeouts, Suroff completes the ball to Jake Hill Will, spin move at the 25, gets past 25, and seals the game for the Niners. In this game, I thought uh, Leota did a really good job of play calling, got the ball out fast, took advantage of the defensive line of the Niners being very, uh, very aggressive. Um, I think that the Lions are figuring it out. I think Leota's got some confidence now. And I think they could be poised for a little bit of a push depending on who their schedule is, who they have to play, and kind of what the schedule looks like for them. Um, but they they kind of, they, they're kind of back. And I think they kind of got it going. I don't, oh, they actually have a bye this week. Wow. Um, so they're going to have a bye this week, actually. But they sit at 1-5 after this loss. Um, but I like the way they look. They moved the ball well. Vin and Jimmy Flock got going again. They continuously moved the ball down the field. They made a couple of really nice plays uh, in the secondary when they needed to on defense. So I know it's 1-5, and five and you probably have to win three or four games to make the, make the top 10. Uh, but they could easily go two and two in their last in their last four and put themselves in a spot to make the playoffs. Um, as for the Niners, talk about the Niners. Didn't have Augie in this game, and I think what Surov did really well was he leaned on his his best the best athlete on the team, and that's Nick Sedano. They Sedano probably had seven, eight, nine catches, but when Sedano is touching the ball that often, eventually he's going to break one, and he break he, he they ran the same play, little out 
tell the receivers just to run 10 yards and then stop and wait for the ball to come out. They block for him, hit, some, hit, some, hit the hole over the middle of the field, make a couple guys miss, and he takes one to the house. And it was at a critical moment in the game um, when they were, I don't they were struggling, but I think they had punted the drive before maybe. And um, they come down and they get a big, big long touchdown from uh, Sedano, puts them in good position to, to kind of take control of the game. Um, Suroff used his head really well. I thought he did a good job moving the football for the most part. Uh, got Bowen involved. Simpkins had a few catches. Din's, uh, Din's play, playing just his normal great defense and making plays on offense when he's asked to. Um, Tuna with a sack or two. They did a good job putting pressure on Leota, but Leota did a good job evading it. Had a couple big runs. Um, I really liked what I saw from both teams. I thought this was a really good bear down football game. You just saw a lot of you just saw a lot of good execution offensively, good defensive plays being made as well. So nothing more I can say about these two teams other than they played a really good game. Uh, Niners win this game 29-27, put themselves at three and two, get back on uh, get their second straight win, and uh, they got a game this week against the Vikings. Should be very interesting. All right, last game of the day. So I can stop talking about these recaps. Um, Chiefs versus the Jaguars. Chiefs win this game 32-13. to Talked about it before with the Jaguars. Offense just hasn't gotten it going. Haven't been able to put the, the ball in the end zone consistently enough. And the defense has allowed 30-plus points in both games on the day. That's just not going to be a recipe for success. They now sit at 2-3. and three, And the leaders of this team got to step up. Trevor, Ubeer, Liam, Chris Johnson, Jodell. Like, you guys are the workhorses of the squad. You got to step up. Expect your expect better out of yourselves. Be better out of yourselves, and lead this team to some victories. Because I know it, it's a full team effort in football, but it starts with the top guys. So um, not really. Gonna, I'm not going to harp more on the Jaguars. They know what they got to do to get back into it. Uh, I'm confident in those guys, but they got to get the defense going because it starts on defense for most teams. As for the Chiefs, um, slower starts to the season for Tommy and Malik, but right back on track. Right back where they need to be. Um, Tommy and Malik, Tommy to Dennis, two very good connections. This offense moves the ball at will. Uh, they score the ball at will. Another five touchdowns for them on the day. Um, they, I got, I don't really got a lot to say in this game. They just did what they normally do. Tommy finds his receivers. He takes deep shots down the field. He hits receivers over the middle, and he just continues to add the running to his bag. Uh, defensively, I thought they played really well. They obviously did a good job holding the team to thirteen points, turning turning them over. Um, forcing Trevor into uncomfortable situations. Dan Cardona had a really good game, I thought. Um, uh, who's on the defensive line? Sorry, I'm blanking on your team. Uh, but a giant Samarco. Um, they, Dennis Sutton, I think they do a good job uh, defensively this week of just keeping everything in front, not letting them get hit, not getting hit by the big play. And they were better. They were much better flag pulling. Remy has really helped this defense. Uh, Tommy, very good flag puller. Um, Wickop causing a lot of pressure on the D-line. Tough guy on the trenches, undersized, but doesn't matter because he plays with such a, a motor and high energy that it's just not really going to matter a lot of times because he's going to get the best of you on, on some plays for sure. Um, but nothing really more I can say about the Chiefs team. They kind of controlled this game from start to finish. Uh, um, watching from the side, I was really never worried that they were going to falter. Um, didn't see a lot of the film. Only caught the first couple minutes of it. But... For what it looked like, the Chiefs were kind of in control. Jaguars, after a not-so-good first game, had to sit an hour uh, and then come back out and try to play another game. 
wasn't the best recipe for success for them as they fall 32 to 13. Um, yeah, 40 minutes, 39 minutes on the recap. Uh, the Chiefs are a really good team, man. I really like their players. Um, they got a physical safety. Eric Fitzgerald plays very, very uh, high motor, a lot of hustle. Um, Remy, Tommy, Malik, Dennis, they do a good job. And they protect Tommy more than well enough to uh, keep the offense moving. And Tommy does a good job getting rid of the ball fast and then finding Malik down the field for big games. So nothing more I can say about the Chiefs, man. They're getting better each week, and they're, they're, uh, they're amongst my – Top guys in the power rankings. All right. I've evaded to, I've um, talked about these power rankings enough. Here are what I think the power rankings are going into week number five. Number one team, said it enough, the Steelers. The Steelers are definitely the number one team in the league right now. They've played the best football consistently from week to week, over, week over week. Um, and I think they're the best team. I think they're the staple of the league right now. And it someone's going to def- dethrone them before I put someone else ahead of them. The number two team is going to have that chance this week as I have the Raiders at number two, which is up from number five last week. I had them at number five last week. They get two big wins against two good teams in the league um, and find themselves at four and one. And I have them as second best team in the league. I think they do a really good job on both sides of the ball. And I really like how Chris Hogreave is playing at quarterback. So give me the Raiders as my number two team. We will have the number one team playing versus the number two team at... 12 o'clock this week, so make sure you stay for that one if you play early and come early if you play at 1 o'clock for that game. Okay, my number three team in the power rankings is the Chiefs, standing at 4-2. and two. Um, Chiefs have lost only to the Steelers and the Vikings, who um, and they've won three straight after 1-2 and two start. Um, I, like, I just talked about how I love this Chiefs team. I think they move the ball well. And we have Tommy, Malik, and you have Dennis. You're just going to be able to make plays and score a lot of points. So if you're scoring points and you're, and you're uh, holding teams under 25 and you can score 30, I'm not really worried about you. So uh, Chiefs have my number three team. Number four team is the Bills at 4-1. and one. Um, The Chiefs beat the Bills by one point earlier in the season. Um, and there's no slight to the Bills. I think if the, him and the Chiefs played, it could go either way on any given day. I just think the Chiefs are playing better football right now. Bills are 4-1. Uh, my number five team, I have the Niners. Um, I have the Niners at 3-2. and two. They get a, they, they won without Augie. They've won without Suroff. So they've shown they can win, in although against the two teams at the bottom of the power rankings. I like their team. Their defense is really good in the secondary. And I think they can hold up in the trenches versus anybody. Um, my number six team is... Ooh, this is tough. The I, I'm, I'm for... Them. I'm choosing between the Oilers, the Chargers, the Vikings, and the Jaguars. Um, the Vikings have the quote-unquote... No, the Oilers and the Chargers... The Oilers have a better record than the Vikings. The Char- Oilers beat the Chargers. I think I'll have the Oilers at 6. They're a good team. I think I'm going to have the Chargers at 7, the Vikings at 8, the Jaguars at 9, Bengals 10, Cowboys 11, Lions 12, Dolphins 13. You've probably never heard me talk myself at talk about myself as the eighth best team in the league, but um, I think we still have stuff to prove, and I think that we're not as consistent as other teams so uh, on a week to week basis as we need to be. So we also have had attendance issues, haven't had a full team. I don't think this season. So um, hopefully we do this week. We have two games, so hoping that that um, comes to fruition, and hopefully shut me up, get two wins, and we'll be right where we need to be, and I'll have us 
ranked higher. But so for everyone that missed that, I have the Steelers at one, the Raiders at two, the Chiefs at three, the Bills at four, the Niners at five, the Oilers at six, the Chargers at seven, the Vikings at eight, the Jaguars at nine, the Bengals at 10, the Cowboys at 11, the Lions at 12, and the Dolphins at 13. That's not the real standings. The real standings is the real standings, like the actual Record standings for playoff use is Steelers 1, Raiders 2, Bills 3, Chiefs 4, Niners 5, Oilers 6, Vikings 7, Chargers 8, Jags 9, Bengals 10, Cowboys 11, Lions 12, Dolphins 13. So my cow rankings are a little bit different, um, but not too much different. I think the standings kind of tell, and like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, if you've listened all the way through, um, you kind of are who you are right now and what your record says you are. And what you've done week after week. So um, I don't think these are the standings for by mistake. I think these are kind of how the teams are are right now. And I think uh, if a lot of teams played their week one and week two opponents again now, I think there'd be different scores. Not saying who, just saying look at the results from week one and week two and where teams are now. I think there'd be different results if those teams were playing this week or next week. All right, that does it for the power ranking section of the podcast. We are at 45 minutes or 44 minutes. I'm going to um, do a less than 15-minute preview for this week. Week 5 preview, um, games we played at the Blue Turf at on Dolan Street, 62 Dolan Street, Sayreville, New Jersey, Blue Turf. We're playing there this week. Then we will be off on Easter April 9th, and then we we will be back at the Blue Field on April 16th. Um, So let's talk about week five on April 2nd. Nine games this week. Um, Lions on a bye and the Cowboys on a bye. This is just because I'm too nice to people and I give them bye weeks when they request them. If I was a dictator, I would never give you bye weeks. Just remember that, captains and players. All right. First game of the day, Bills versus Vikings, 9 o'clock. Just talked about how my Vikings team is number 8 in the rankings. We have something to prove still. We need to get back. We need to continue playing consistently good football. Need to continue to move the ball and execute in the red zone. We're playing against the Bills team who's standing at 4-1. Lone loss is to... I don't even know who they lost to. Oh, the Chiefs. I'm sorry. A one-point loss to the Chiefs. So a nearly a nearly perfect 5-0 and for them if they were able to get that 2-0 and week 1. Uh, Sobe's getting better each week. I talked about it during the recap. Their offensive and defensive line are a handful. Their secondary players like Cam Crooms, Denoya, Jordan Bowman, Joe Venti, Mike Russo have been getting the job done for them. Uh, as long as they continue to get the job done for them, they should be in good position to win games. As you all know in this podcast, I never pick against myself regardless of who I am and who I'm playing against because I believe that if I'm on the field and I got guys like Dylan, Pip, Zach, Q, and other and my linemen on the field, we're going to have a good chance to win. So I'm taking myself in this game. I think our keys to victory are neutralizing their pass rush and limiting how much they're able to dominate the line of scrimmage because they are going to dominate the line of scrimmage in most games they play. And I'm not naive to that fact. I'm going to have a good game plan, hopefully ready to go. And hopefully our game plan is better than their game plan. And we execute at a high level and we get the job done. Defense is going to have to probably win us this game. And I think that we have the guys on defense to do that. So uh, I have the Vikings winning the game. Not Should not be a surprise to anybody listening to this podcast. Uh, other 9 o'clock game, Jaguars versus the 49ers. 49ers and Vikings both playing first games of back-to-backs. Jaguars only have one game this game. Um, huh. I'm not sure if Trevor's ever beaten Suroff. It was a rivalry back then. Not as much of a rivalry now as Suroff and Trevor are actually friends now. Um, 
Not sure if they were or weren't back then, but it was definitely a rivalry. Now, not as much, but I do think that the Jaguars have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after kind of how I just kind of downed them in the pre, in the recap of week four. They got to figure it the fuck out. They only got th- th- scored 13 and 20 points, lose the last day, lose last week 65 to 30. Just not, just not a good look for a Trevor Garland and Liam Knowles led team. I got really nothing more else to say about the Jaguars, which I said before. Go out there and figure it out and get the job done. The Niners get Augie back this week. Not sure what their attendance is outside of that. Suroff obviously going to be there. Uh, big game for the Niners because you can get to four and two, put yourself in really good position for the rest of the season to make start your playoff push. Uh, get three straight wins under your belt and kind of keep keep it going. Um, I'm taking the Jaguars in this game, and I'm taking the Jaguars strictly because of um, the chip they're going to have on their shoulder, and I think that they're going to come out a little bit hungrier at 9 o'clock. Sarov is going to have his team prepared, and they're going to make sure they're in a good position to win the game. If the Niners win this game, I am not shocked in any way. I'm just taking the Jaguars in my, I guess I'll call it, this is an upset of the week. Uh, my number nine team in the power rankings, right? Number nine beating number five. So, yeah, I guess that would be my up, an upset of the week. All right. Um, yeah, Chargers versus Bills. Bills playing second game back-to-back. Chargers first game and First game of back-to-back for them against the Bills. Good game in the trenches. Got the line from Mundo, Claude, again, Ray against the guys in the Bills. Douglas, Kaka, uh, ooh, over and back. Uh, Kaka and Rhett. Um, huh. Bills have been very good on both sides of the ball. Chargers good defensively, haven't been good offensively. Chargers going to have to prove they can put the ball in the off in the end zone more than one time per game. I think something that will help Kyle's get back going is, A, running the football, designed and not designed, and B, getting the line back involved in the offense, touching the football, because the line is one of the harder flags to pull in the league. Very good spin move. Guy who makes guys miss. Um, get him the ball, man. He got it. He's got to get the ball. And get him out lead blocking, one of the strongest guys in the league also. Um, get back to what you were doing in the beginning of the season, bully ball, bully the other team, bully them on the line and make guys miss Collis. You're an elite athlete and you need to keep showing why you're, why that is true. So, um, just, I'm going to take the charges in this game, I think, which means I have the bills going 0 and 2, which that's just tough to see. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but that's what I'm predicting. Cause I think in this game, the charges will be more refreshed. The bills will play a tough game against the Vikings. Obviously I'm predicting them to lose. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I'm, la- I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because, <laughs> oh, because I have the Bills going 0-2 and I'm going to have the Niners going 0-2 also because they're playing me in the second game. Oh, that's funny. Have a lot of, I'm going to have a lot of people talking shit to me at the field. That's for damn sure. Um, but I think the Chargers win this game solely because I think their offense is going to be able to move the ball a little bit against uh, what they will think will be a tired Bills team playing the second game back-to-back. Um, but if the Bills go 2-0 and on this day, I really won't be shocked. They, they got they got one of the better quarterbacks in the league. They have one of the better offensive lines in the league. And they got really good receivers. So, And they're 4-1 and they're only lost by one point. So, Bills, this is not me downing you. This is really more so me picking you 0-2 because I think the Chargers get back on track. And I'm not going to pick against myself. So, uh, yeah, I got you going 0-2, Bills. Do something about it. Um, ooh, nice steal. Um... Other 10 o'clock game is Niners versus Vikings. This is me versus Suroff. Uh, me and Suroff had our battles. Always very good games that come down to the last possession when we play each other, most notably in the playoffs last season. Um, but 
We both teams are going to be coming off a game of back to back. I have them losing their first game, me winning my first game. So, um, yeah, I have the Niners going 0 2 on the day. If they go 2 0, I won't be shocked. Um, in this game, I think trenches wise, we should be all right. They have a good. They have Sedano and uh, Suroff, who are definitely able, and Tuna, who are definitely able to push the pocket back. But I think we'll be able to do all right with that. It's going to be a great battle between the athletes. In this game, I think it's just going to kind of come down to who has the ball last, who makes the big play at the end of the game. Because like I said, when me and Suroff play, it normally comes down to the end of the game one way or another. So uh, I'm taking the Vikings in this game. I'm not going to pick against myself. What I said about the Bills is the same about the Niners. They could easily go 2-0 and on the day and talk, be talking shit to me at the end of the day. But what I want to say is this. If you talk shit to me before you win either of your games and you end up losing, I'm going to talk shit to you. Just what's going to happen. All right, 11 o'clock game, Steelers versus Oilers. Oilers, no Mikey Gargano this week. Steelers, I assume, have a full squad. Don't really know. Steelers playing their first game of back-to-back. Oilers playing their only game of the day. Oilers will have Jarrock playing quarterback, I would assume. Um, put blank, put point, point blank, going to be very blunt about this. The Steelers should get this win. Um, the Oilers are going to cause issues um, defensive line, offensive line-wise, because they have the bodies to neutralize the, the Steelers' dominance at the line of scrimmage with Caleb, Matt Hughes, Giroux, a lot of big bodies able to really, will be able to move the line of scrimmage on some plays for sure. But I just don't know how they're going to get their offense going because Jarrock has shown that through th- the two or three starts he's had, he hasn't really been able to produce a lot of offense with him a quarterback. They're going to need to get creative. They're going to have to get get the linemen really involved in the offense, get good blocking down the field by their receivers and their linemen. Um, the Oilers are going to have to control time possession, keep the ball out of Laguna's hands like the Chargers did, I thought, pretty well. Um, and they're going to have to get some stops, and they're going to have to they're going to have to force turnovers, and really make life tough on Laguna, and get some sacks and negative plays against them. Um, that's really the key to being the Steelers. You have to you have to push the pocket back, which is a tough task for you to do because they have a very good offensive line, um, and you have to make really you have to make fly grabs at the point of attack, and not allow them to make second and third moves down the down the sideline and get into and get into the secondary in the second uh, second level of that defense. So, taking the Steelers in this game, I don't really have any doubts that they're going to win, but I want to see the Oilers put up a fight. All right, 11 o'clock game. Chargers playing their second game of back-to-back against the Bengals, who I'm hoping have Sam Allen back, but I'm not really sure if if he's playing or not. If I had to lean one way or another based on what I've heard, I would say no, he's not playing, but you have no idea what his health is going to be between now and Sunday. Um, With Connor Mullen playing quarterback, Marola back, Jake back, I like this Bengals team more. They're going to have to do a good job on the offensive line. Need Santiago, need Marola and Roman to play very well because this is a big, a big offensive defensive line for the Chargers that causes pressure. Sam and Connor both do a pretty good job getting rid of the ball fast. Um, I want Connor to continue doing that. Get Jake the ball in the screen game. Get Jake the ball in the open field and let him go to work. He hopefully is a little healthier than he than he was the last couple weeks because he had a week off to not play. Um. I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. I got the Chargers going 1-1 one, one in the day. I think um, the Chargers just have offensive woes, and the Bengals have been pretty good defensively, I thought, most of the season. Um, they pull flags pretty well, and I think with their full team back, they should be in good position to get this win. I have them winning this game low-scoring, 21-16, 21-15, something like that. 
All right, other game. This is the game of the week by far. Not close. Number one, Steelers 5-0, taking on number two, Raiders 4-1. Um, this is a really tough game. Steelers will be playing a second game back-to-back. Raiders will be playing in the first game of their back-to-back. Um, hmm. This is a really good game, man. I said it on an earlier podcast that I probably wasn't going to pick against the Steelers at any time until somebody gave me a reason to. This would probably be one of the only games I pick the against the Steelers because they already played myself, which I picked against and got blown out. They picked I picked them against the Chiefs, I think, and the Chiefs gave them a good run for their money. When they play the Bills, that'll be a good game also. Um not saying other teams won't have good games against them, but I'm just looking at teams that can match them on the defensive and offensive line. The Raiders definitely can. They got the bodies. Mark, uh, Ray Cafano, Cody's a big kid, as well as um Ace. This is a really uh, listen, I really think you guys can hear the actual like going back and forth in my head about who this thing's gonna win. I've heard people say this is a championship preview. I've heard people say Hogreef is a regular season quarterback. Um the Steelers look like somebody who you can probably pencil into probably a semifinal appearance, barring a implosion in the first round of the playoffs. Um Huh. I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers, and this is mostly because of the quarterback battle, and I think both these teams are really good top to bottom. I think I said about both these teams multiple times is that they're really good one through ten. They don't have any bad players, no weak spots on a team, and we don't have any weak spots, and other teams can't attack your weak spot. It becomes harder for offenses to move the football. I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game because I think this is the two best defenses in the league going at it. So I'm taking the Steelers. I'm going to take it in like a 20 to 18 or you can't, I don't think if you can even get 18, like realistically. So let's go like 20, so 22 20. Uh, conversions are going to be the reason for the winner in this game. Convert, convert, convert. Uh, I think the team that converts on more conversions is going to win the game. Um, very low. I think I have a low scoring game this one. I had the Steelers winning. Sorry, my, my throat's killing me. I've done hours straight of talking. Ooh, I need a drink. All right. Uh, last game, two last two games of the day. Bengals versus the Dolphins. I'm gonna be honest. It's gonna be hard for me to pick pick the Dolphins right now. Not sure who's showing up for them week to week. Negron hasn't looked good this season. Their defense gives up 30 points every game. Uh, if the Dolphins are gonna make a run to the playoffs, it's got to start this week with a win against the Bengals. It's a winnable game against the Bengals, who sit at two and three. Will be three and three if my predictions are correct. Um, point blank, I have the Bengals winning this game. This is their win. This is the game they have to look at as they get the they 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 got to put a lot more. I'm not even, even going to put it blunt. they got to put way more energy into that game versus the Chargers. The Dolphins haven't shown that they've been able to score a lot of points in, the, in their season high is 18. Um, they haven't looked good this season offensively. Hopefully they have a full team. Hopefully they got guys showing up. Uh, but I got the Bengals. Regardless of who their quarterback is, um, they should roll. Hope the Dolphins continue to show up. Hope last week was a one-off. Don't want a team week five not showing up. So please, Dolphins, if you're listening to this, show up to the game. All right, other game, last game of the day, Raiders, very tough back-to-back playing against the number three team in my power rankings, the Chiefs. Um, we talked about the Raiders, very good defensive team. I think they're going to have a good, they're going to be able to match up with Malik and Dennis in the secondary. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game as well. Um, it's going to be tough to for the Raiders to go 0-2, but I mean, you're playing against the other top two teams in the league, in my opinion. Um, hmm. Wow, could I really can I really gas up the Raiders like I did in the recap? Gas them up in the power rankings and then have them going, oh and two? No, can't do that. 
All right, we're picking the Raiders to go one and one in the day, beat beat the Chiefs, lose to the Steelers. Wouldn't be I would not be surprised by any result of their their doubleheader. They could go two and zero. Oh, they can go zero oh and two. They could go one and one. I'm breaking them to go a one and one. I also gassed up the Chiefs this week and last week on the podcast, and now I have them losing uh losing going zero oh and one in the day. Um, they could easily win this game. But what I will say is I don't know if they'll have as much offensive success in this game because you're playing against a Raiders team who really gets after the quarterback, really makes life difficult, and uh, uh, gets up in receivers' faces and makes them uh, makes them earn their yards. Malik uh, is going to have to really show up in this one, which I don't at any doubt expect that he will. Um, I expect there are going to be some fireworks, maybe some defensive fireworks. Uh, but let's put it like this. If the Chiefs are able to score 30 in this game, they're going to win. And that's not because the Raiders can't score 30. It's more because if you, I think the Raiders like to play a style of game. So um, I got the Raiders winning, but I think that anything could happen on this day because I think the top three teams in the league are all playing each other, except Steelers already played the Chiefs. Um, Bills have two games against two tough opponents. Niners got two games against two tough opponents. I really like this week's slate of games. Um, you're going to see, the. I think, the power rankings between now and this week and next week are going to change a lot. So to recap those power rankings from last week, I had Pitt at 1, Bills at 2, Chargers at 3, Jags at 4, Raiders 5. Now I have Steelers 1, Raiders 2, Chiefs 3, Bills 4, Vikings 5. I'm uh, sorry, Niners 5. So anything happened week to week. Um, it's it's the best league in Jersey, in my opinion. I don't think anyone compares to what we do. We have good gameplay. We have good content. We got the best in the business. Um, so I'm very happy with how the season's gone so far. Remember, games are the Bluefield starting at 9 o'clock this week. I uh, appreciate everybody for continuing to listen as I do another hour podcast at late at night during the worst time of my life during tax season. So I appreciate all you uh, sticking with me and continuing to sign up for the league and continuing to make each season better than the last. So uh, thank you all and uh, have a good night. Peace.